so what do you got uh not a whole lot i have okay so the other you're probably going to give me shit for this the other night i watched the movie ford versus ferrari okay i haven't seen it but i know about the story it's got christian bale yeah and matt damon love christian bale man he's a really good actor he's amazing holy shit um i didn't know how i was going to feel about the movie but i loved it well basically it's ford wanted to uh disrupt le mans indeed yeah so they built uh the Ford, what is it called? The GT. Uh, GT, yeah, Ford yeah. GT. To compete against Enzo GT40, Ferrari. GT40, wasn't it? I don't know the exact number. Because they started remaking them uh, in the 2000s as the Ford GT, but they're based off of the, the GT, original. GT40 or whatever okay. from the 60s. 60s, 70s. Yeah, I know about that story. Oh, my God. And, like, although it was partially fiction, to see, like, the engineering that people would have to go through to build a machine like that you know the is dudes fucking crazy dudes driving race cars back then were really <laughs> insane yeah and then like most cars didn't have seat belts back then so oh you can imagine God. that the lack of safety well these guys are like test pilots oh definitely it's really similar yeah, basically yeah so yeah i, I kind of caught the bug and then i learned through the movie about endurance racing okay the 24 hours of Le Mans. Sure. That seems so unsafe. Well, they it's not the same driver, right? They have like a team. They do three drivers yeah. in like two to three hour stints. Yeah. Rotating, but nobody really sleeps that much throughout it. You're going through like multiple G's. On no, a- it, takes, it takes a lot of training. Like if, <laughs> I don't know if you realize this, mm. but these drivers are athletic. Oh, indeed. They have to be. They definitely do. Yeah, no, they're. It's not like the old days where you, you know, beer belly racing dudes. No, these guys are training. They're top level athletes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, um, some of the some of the drivers in NASCAR are marathon runners as well. It's not surprising. Yeah, but the idea of a twenty four hour race is it seems insane. Yeah. I guess it does, but, but it's been going on for a long time. Since uh, 1923. Yeah. But yeah, you're testing the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You're testing the driver. Like it's, uh, And also, when you look at how sleep deprivation impacts like mental processing, <clears throat> I think losing a couple hours sleep is equivalent to like a couple beer. If if you're driving, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't think that's a there. Have, a, I don't think there's a proper comparison there. There has been a couple studies done, and just in terms of like reaction time, yeah, it's very similar. Sir, doesn't feel the same. No, definitely not. Um, but what I'm saying is just like if you're sleep deprived, your reaction time is hindered, and you're driving a vehicle 300 kilometers an hour like that. Some high risk shit. Oh yeah, well, I love and it. you think like about some of these racers. Like I was reading about just last week, there was an interview with this former NASCAR driver named yeah. Ricky Rudd. Okay. <laughs> from he's like from like West Virginia, I yeah. believe. Um, he was talking about having been in like this crazy accident where the car like rolled over a bunch of times. And this is like in the eighties. Okay. And uh, he, I think he got knocked out. Yeah. Hmm. And had obviously had a concussion. And continued to race for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and he said, like, he was, like, really fucked up. Yeah, you got to be a... They didn't have concussion protocol or no. anything like that. And it wasn't really a worry. No. The NFL, I'm sure there's plenty of undocumented cases. Crazy times. Yeah, so you'll have to get into other racing leagues. Yeah, I'm trying to find where all of them are. Well, they don't all run together, right? No. What I also found really interesting about Le Mans is they run different types of cars in yes. the race. They yeah. do the GTs and the prototypes. Yep. And they're all on the track at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not necessarily racing against each other. No, they're racing against their class. Right. It's it's pretty cool. I always thought it was like a la-ti-da kind of douchey stuff. but They do a 24 hours at Daytona as well. Really? Yeah, it would have been within the last month or so. Damn. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. It's pretty cool. I mean, like, once you get to learn about racing, like, 
temperature of the track yeah. plays a, a big fact you were factor. talking about that yesterday and so when you're racing 24 hours and you get you know that full sun moon cycle mm-hmm. you have to adjust the cars along the way change uh, because, your tires well you got to change tires the the tires are going to wear out right but the way the tires grip um, a cold track versus a hot track mm-hmm. you know then they start looking at like maybe camber and air pressure and mm-hmm. you know what i mean put a little bit more air pressure if the tires aren't going to get as hot right because they're not making as much contact well they're with the road normally like in nascar anyways you'll see the cars start out and they'll start out fairly low on air pressure okay. but as the tire heats up expansion mm-hmm. uh and the tires are good but Sometimes, you know, depending on the track, they'll have a setup where they'll run low air pressure. So you have to be real careful the first couple laps while they build up heat. And that's why you see the drivers like swerving back and forth under caution is to try and keep the heat in their tires. When you got to let the engine cool down too. apparently they're supposed to run fast. Well, they they run like so close to the borderline. Like they have this intake on the front of the car that lets fresh air in. Yeah. But let's say like a piece of garbage, uh, like candy bar wrapper or something uh-huh. covers it. That just that little candy bar wrapper is enough to overheat the engine. Really delicate shit. Yeah. So what they'll do is they'll use, um, the car in front of them. Yeah. Um, to disrupt the air. So they'll get really close to them with their bumper to bumper to bumper yeah and the air will get disrupted and sometimes they can get the garbage off of the intake otherwise oh they've God. got a lot or they got a pit so that they can get it taken off or else the car the engine will, will be toast wow there's a lot of shit that goes into it man yeah i'm starting to understand yeah no it's all good racing is fun and like the uh there's that great show on netflix have you heard about it? Which one? Where they follow around uh, the entire F1 series? Yes, I've watched it all. Yeah, so there's a new season coming out on like Friday, I think. Yeah, something something really soon. That'll be that'll be interesting. So that'll be of I guess last year last year's season. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Give it. It's it's never like the greatest uh, programming. No, but it's definitely worth watching. All of this reminded me of. Uh, in fear and loathing in Las Vegas where Raul Duke goes out to the desert to do journalism on like the 24 hour desert race. That would be cool shit to be involved with. I like where he's like uh, in the movie where he's carrying around his drink and the dust is just like <laughs> filling up the cup. He's and always he's, got the Dunhill. Yeah. And he's so like messed up. <laughs> One of the best movies ever made for sure. For sure. Um, so I was watching this video on YouTube the other day where it was like a, a Korean street food. Okay. Um, but they're making uh, hamburgers. And it says something to the effect like uh, they sell 200 hamburgers a day of this type of burger that they make. It's a lot of burgers. I guess. Yeah. It, like how big is the operation? like two people maybe yeah um anyhow it's really not the point is that um they do what you need to do in getting that nice caramelization on both sides of the burger Mm. right one thing i noticed is they don't cut their buns in half they kind of it's almost like a they cut it so that the bottom has maybe two-thirds of the bun yeah and i'm wondering if like if they know something that we don't have you eaten their food? No, they're just making hamburgers. Okay. It's just a hamburger with onions and American cheese. Straight up burger. Yeah. And a regular bun. Like the bun doesn't even look fancy or anything or foreign. But it's cut in a funny way. Like I said, they just cut it so that the bottom half of the bun is thicker than the top half of the bun rather than cutting it right through the center. I don't like that. I don't know. I just noticed it. I thought it was weird. And like, how do you train someone to do that? This person was doing it consistently. Like I even rewound the video because I was so interested in like, what is the reasoning behind the different, you know, not cutting a bun in half. Huh? So I started to think about it and I thought maybe, maybe it's like for like juices. 
Okay. Maybe the yeah. bottom of the bun is soaking up a lot of juices. Mm-hmm. But that would immediately be a burger that I'm not interested in. I don't like a lot. Just off I don't, the table. Mm, I don't like a lot of juice in my burger, unless it's coming from the meat. Yeah. Like, I don't I mean. want my tomatoes to be leaking water or yeah. any other, like, lettuce. Got to eat it fast. Or if they put, like, you know, really saucy uh, caramelized onions. Mm. I'm not down for that either. Yeah, it's not good when the bug bun goes soggy. No, a soggy bun will just ruin everything. Not a good time. Right. Don't so, go to that party. I was just wondering if you had any insight on why I they don't. might cut the bun that way. Maybe it's uh, like what part of the burger comes in contact with a part of your mouth first. Maybe it's a flavor thing. I really don't know. I did notice they're cu- cooking at really high temperature. Okay. So the caramelization was just Beautiful. amazing. Oh, my God. When they flipped those burgers, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I, I could, should not be watching this. <laughs> I could eat about 10 of these right now. Yeah. I ordered... Um, no, so I'll say the name of the place. Uh, fat burger the other day. Why would you order order it? Why don't you go get it? I was doing doing school shit. Yeah, but the, aren't you aren't you guaranteed to inherently have some sogginess arrive at your door? Well, you know, it was in pretty good shape when I got it. But did you order fries? Yeah, I did. And they were tasty. They were crispy. Uh, yeah, they were. Really? How close is the Actually, you know what, JP? They uh, they were a little sogged out. That's what I'm saying. But the the burger held held up. Okay. Until about what was it wrapped in? Uh, foil. F- just foil? No paper? Nope, just foil. Interesting. Um, and then about ten minutes in, Sog City. That's what I'm talking about. Is it the tomato? It was everything. I don't know. The way they cook their burgers, it seems to be just really heavy in grease. Uh, it's too much grease. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's a problem. <laughs> it is a problem. It's only a few blocks away from here, but. Um, yeah. So not only were they cutting the bun in an irregular way. Uh-huh. And, you know, when you're watching a, a foreign video where they're showing you how to make something, uh-huh. sometimes you got to use your base knowledge of to try and gain, guess what the ingredients are or be able to assume yeah. what they are. <clears throat> At one point they spread what I can only believe is some pate on the bun. Whoa. Yeah. Do you it, have any idea? Like, was it a darker pate? Was it, it looked chicken, like beef? it could have been pork or chicken yeah. liver or something like that. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it was definitely, it was definitely not a not a sauce. It was a like a like spread. spread. It looked like a the consistency of a pate. Huh. I'm thinking it probably was. That's and, pretty smart. Yeah, and that, you know, it sounds like a pretty good addition to a burger. Hell yeah! Especially if you get like a little bit of a melt on it. Well, and I heat. think they have, if I remember correctly, there was even some mayo added on after on the top. spread. After a spread, I got you. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I learned a lot from the street video. You did? Yeah. Now, where to get some good pate? Oh, I could tell you. You got the place? Superstore. Really? Really? Superstore, President's Choice, has uh, two types, actually. They have a a pork Uh and they have a pork chicken liver. Whoa. And they're both really fucking good. Um, You could totally, you know eat an entire box of crackers oh yeah with that you could make a meal out of it pretty easily after after that big joint yeah exactly pate is gone oh the pate is only gonna last one one sitting it's that you'll, good oh yeah you'll keep going back to it all right it'll till it's just until it's gone and it's cheap too like you can get a little brick of pate for under five bucks oh that's fantastic yeah president's choice you know they have a location near my residence maybe they have it there they probably do god damn yeah um chris cuomo i don't know if you know about this no i was gonna bring up a cuomo but right we could we can lead in with this (laughs) chris cuomo said on his show so if you ever you've watched it before right of course it's incredibly entertaining at the end of his show don lemon 
is about to start. And they do a thing. Yeah, they talk like, the little jib jabs back and They're forth. They're best buds. Well, guess what Cuomo said the other night while they were doing a little back and forth before Don's show started. He said that he is black on the inside. Oh, for fuck's sake. Chris <laughs> Cuomo, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, he's black on the inside. What did Don Lemon say to that? I don't remember, but... <laughs> I feel like that's something we need to find Him out. Him and Don Lemon are really close. Like, oh. uh, like <laughs> you can hear in the back and forth that, you know, they hang out outside of work. I think they might even live in the same apartment building in the city. They're good buds. They're very close because, yeah, Chris often talks about uh, Don's bow. Ah. Yeah. Very personal stuff. Exactly. Broad- broadcasting that to all of America. Well, you know, wasn't that long ago, a few years ago on the New Year's Eve show when Don Lemon got all wasted. Got trashed. Yeah. And was talking about how in the new year he was going to open himself up to a a relationship. And here he is now getting married, you know, or married recently married. Good for Don. I think he's a real character, but, you know, he seems to have committed. He's something. He's definitely something. Yeah. (laughs) Anyhow, what were you going to say about the uh, other Cuomo? Um, I think he came out today or yesterday and pretty much said he had no wrongdoing. I think if I heard it correctly, he said that he didn't have any inappropriate Mm -hmm. sexual relationships. Right. It reminded me of Bill Clinton. Right. Um, but the thing is, is I saw an article the other day and I don't recall the source, but, um, it said that there's a newspaper like the the new, the new York, if that's a magazine or the a new newspaper. Yorker? No, no, I checked. It's not the New York. It's not the New Yorker. It's the, it's called New York. Okay. Anyhow, um, apparently they've, uh, they've interviewed like 30 different women hmm. who don't all necessarily want to become public. Yeah. And they're not even all saying, you know, it's sexual things. Like for instance, this one woman was saying that, he would come into the office and he would say things like, Oh, you decided not to get ready for work today. And yeah, or have, uh, have, um, some people in his staff, uh, encourage all the women to dress up at work and always wear high heels. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. I used to work at a place that mandated high heels. Was it hospitality? It was. Well, that's different. I think still an issue though no no you gotta sign it up for the gig well yeah you look at hooters i've been to hooters once it was a weird experience yeah it's a very weird experience i don't want to go to hooters incredibly odd i don't understand you know the only person that makes sense (laughs) who goes to hooters is michael scott yeah that's true yeah i don't see anybody else that you know should be there no michael scott yeah okay he does his (laughs) business lunches there like a true professional. Yeah. You know, at the end of our appetizer meal and Alexander Keith's, we went to get our bill and the waitress, the server at the Hooters came over, gave us our bill and then stuck around for like four minutes and just shot the shit. I'm like, is this part of the gig? I can't. Oh, it's definitely. It was very, it seemed like it was mandated. It's so gross. I don't even know like what they're doing with those women's breasts. <laughs> But it's it, there's something they all have in common with the shape of their brazier, and uh, it's not it's not the most I don't know attractive looking thing to be honest. It's pretty in your face. There's a lot of support in whatever they're mandating in the in the restaurant. Maybe it's in the uniform. That's what I'm saying. I'm, it has to be because it's consistent from waitress to waitress, huh? Regardless of you know bust size. We should go undercover. No, I don't want to go to <laughs> Hooters. You go, go with your friends, maybe, or whatever. Maybe I'll send somebody. Yeah, there you go. Hire a private eye. Yeah, Get that's just screen. what you want. Yeah, let's send a guy in there with a camera. <laughs> that won't that won't raise any eyebrows. I'm sure it won't. <laughs> um, did you hear about uh, this movie that this lady's working on? Um. Okay, so apparently there there was this dude, so based on a true story, there's this dude, lawyer, um, who was a drug smuggler as well. 
fun in like the Virginia, North Carolina, somewhere in that part of the world. Yeah. Um, he would fly a small plane across the border, low altitude with duffel bags full of cocaine, which border the U S Mexico border somewhere like from Mexico Northeast, I guess. Okay. Um, kilos of cocaine. No, no, like hundreds of kilos of cocaine. Oh my god! Like duffel bags full of cocaine, and he would just when he got over certain forest or terrain or whatever, he would just start dumping them out the window, and then he uh, he would jump out. What? Yeah, and then the, let the plane crash or whatever, right? So this one, I don't know. I don't know how many times Holy he did it, or if this shit. was a one shot deal or whatever. Doesn't matter. That's some badass. Yeah, smuggling. Oh, yeah. So he dumped all of this coke Uh and then he jumps out of the plane. And I guess he smacked his head on the rear of the plane as he jumped out and it killed him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what happened is like, you know, eventually the authorities got involved and uh, they started tracking down these duffel bags. (laughs) And they came across this one duffel bag with a bear dead next to it and the oh. bear had apparently ate like 70 kilos of coke oh my before, god before before he died and then somebody i don't know if it was it had to be somebody in law enforcement they had the bear stuffed yeah like and then taxidermy they, yeah and then they named it and i'm not joking pablo escobar that's the best shit ever. Yeah. And this lady uh, that I'm not familiar with, Elizabeth Banks, is making a movie about this whole story. And I was just reading about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is off of the independent uh, UK. Wow. Yeah. Pa- so Pablo Escobar. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting that the bear would just munch down on bricks well, of Well, once it started, <laughs> it probably couldn't stop. Well, I'm picturing the bear... Tasting it, being like, oh, what the fuck? This is disgusting. And then immediately, well, to an animal, like it's acetone and gasoline. I don't think it tastes bad. I've heard it tastes fine. But to a bear, I'm sure it's uh, pretty fucking disturbing. But then there's something in him. He's just like, man, I got to keep going back to this stuff. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'd (laughs) love to have seen the... The video footage of that bear mowing down on kilos. Of oh my god, that would have blown the internet up. Yeah, but for some reason, some some dude thought thought it was necessary to get the bear stuffed. Yeah, that person's the real winner. I think so. I don't think we would have had Pablo Escobar without them. No, that person is killing it. Man, jumping out of planes, chasing down duffel bags—that is some. Spy movie shit. Or some hillbilly shit. Some rich hillbilly shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. Incredibly adept at crushing it in nature. Hmm. What are your thoughts on um, Bruno Mars? Um, Bruno Mars fits into the category for me of people who uh, have a lot of talent, uh, extreme amount of talent but the stuff they produce typically isn't for me. I agree. Yeah. Like I can say maybe there's one song I've heard in the past that I can't name that would be okay. If it came on, they're, they're well-written things, but same for me, it's just not really my jam, but um, he's teamed up with Anderson Pock. I think I saw this video. What's the name of it? Uh, it's is it a new song. Silver, soft silver, yeah, something like that. I couldn't that. make it through half the song. But like again, it I was appreciate hilarious. it. I like some of Anderson Pack stuff. I like his shit. I do. But uh what I found really funny was Bruno Mars looked like Justin Timberlake from the Dick in a Box video. Okay. From SNL, you remember I'll that? have to go back and watch it a little bit closer, but yeah. It's it's pretty uncanny. I must so say. it was like really 80s up or something? 80s with like the perm and the okay. big glasses and the suit. And the dick in a box? Yeah. I mean, maybe not in this video, but it was uh, it was funny. Definitely not the best song. Sure. Yeah, he's worked with lots, lots of people. He's good. Bruno Mars? Yeah. Yeah. He's worked with like, you know, Mark Ronson. Yeah. Um, 
tons of other people. Right. I forget what that Mark Ronson song. I think that might be the one. I don't don't think so. I think that's a Pharrell song, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. Definitely. Let's use the Googles. Yeah, why don't we? So while you're doing that, um, I found this website. I don't remember how it was weeks ago now. What it it does is it logs and plots on the world map Mm -hmm. the number one song for that country or area, depending on the size of the country. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, from YouTube. Huh? Yeah. So, um, what is it called here? It's this website called pudding.cool. It's a very small website. Interesting. If anybody wanted to go and check it out, it'd be very easy to find, but yeah, you can literally just go and click on a country and hear which song YouTube video song, um, has the most plays in that country. Huh? Yeah. So I went through a few and you know, not bad, honestly, I like worldly music. So yeah. Was there uh, any big surprises? Not really. No, no. Some of it was like really bad, but still it was really popular. Like yeah, uh, there was something in and around the Caribbean that was just like, no good. No, but it had like, Lots of plays, I guess, for that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it mainly like songs in the local language? Probably. Yeah. Or a combination. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That um, Nigerian rock album you sent me oh, yeah. like a year ago. It's fantastic. It's so good. Man. I have that on vinyl. Do you? Yeah. That's a good, really good pickup. Yeah. It was a record store day release. Yeah. That's when you got to get. Was it Listen? Yeah. That's yeah. the only place I shop. Listen, has got it going on. Um, speaking of records, mm-hmm. my uh, J Electronica package showed up this week. Right. And as I kind of do anytime I buy records, I put them into my Discogs. Mm-hmm. And do you know how much the J Electronica cassette is that I bought is worth right now? $1,000. No, but like $80. It's I paid good. like less than $10 US for it. Whoa. Yeah. In fact, the whole order from that website was less than less than $80. So I could like. Wow. I could sell that cassette right now for 80 bucks. Hmm. It's just crazy. I guess they're really limited. He, they didn't make very many of them. Well, and he released another album afterwards. Was it on Tidal? Uh, probably. Or yeah. He signed like to that. Rock Nation. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have. I have a copy of it that I, I bought. Nice. Yeah. That you're talking about patents of nobility. I, maybe yeah. that's the name. Yeah. The, the most recent one. Yeah. The one that's like the follow up to his debut. Yeah. Uh, mixtape or whatever from 10 years ago. Have you listened? Oh yeah. I'm way familiar with the J electronica. Is it as good as the debut album? Better. Oh, like uh, patents of nobility um, actually has some of the songs from a written testimony. Okay. On, on the mix, that mixtape. Yeah. And they're lined up in a way that they're like, they were meant to be. There's other songs that proceed and are after. Yeah. And they're all supposed to be together rather than chopped up. Like they were on the, a written testimony album. Huh. So yeah, it has some similar songs, has some really cool stuff. Like, um, there's like a song called Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Uh, by like, didn't like they have like Charlotte Gainsbourg and Serge Gainsbourg on. This is really That's fucking pretty great. Really crazy stuff. Huh? Yeah, yeah. He's got good shit, man. Another album that you told me about and it took me like six months to get into. Um, yeah. You're turning you're, each day that goes by, you're becoming your father. I know it's awful. Resist. Love you, dad. <laughs> resist the power he just resists the the rap and like it's true he knows he knows damn well that's oh, good he's just i don't know yeah he does it's just i sent him doom the other day he knows he's gonna say that that's garbage because he has a uh, prejudice already it's true yeah he's not even listening to it to be honest the second that he hears it it's hip-hop he's like oh yeah this is garbage it's true because he just doesn't like hip-hop there's so much good hip-hop man right and hip-hop is moving into a pretty cool place now i think shit's getting jazzy oh there's so many genres 
subgenres. It's true. I was listening to um, Rick Rubin talking with Kenny Beats. Oh, yeah. I know Kenny Beats. He released an album with Denzel Curry. Hell, yeah. I last week. Yeah. Um, and he was talking. Have you watched Kenny Beats' YouTube video? No. Oh, he does this little quick segment where he has people come in, like, fresh and they'd like build a song together in like, you know, I think a matter of an hour one. or so. Yeah. He does it with a bunch of artists really worth checking out. That's cool shit. Yeah. Um, he was talking about the movement of drill music from Chicago to the UK and how that's like being mixed up again and sent back to the States and like this drill kind of UK style. Yeah. It's interesting to see. I have to wonder how much uh, Man's Not Hot played in the UK drill popularity. My dad, who hates hip hop, loved that shit. Yeah. So I'd say a pretty big thing. Pretty big part of it. That video was great. That guy made a ton of money. I believe it. I can't believe he didn't come out with any more songs, though. Or if he did, I guess they they didn't do as well. I mean, maybe he just made enough to leave. Maybe. Who knows? Did you uh, find what you were looking, trying to look up there? Um, Happy is Indeed by Pharrell Williams. Right. So Bruno Mars, I can't Ringo. name one of your songs. <laughs> um, so I got this other thing that I was reading the other day. Um, this is on WGNTV.com. Sounds like it's from Washington. Uh, I don't know where some it is. kind of local news station. It doesn't matter where it is. <laughs> um, this dude killed his wife. Okay. On Christmas Eve. Okay. I don't know exactly how he killed her. Uh huh. I don't know if it was a gun or what. But on Christmas Day, he propped her up in a chair. Uh huh. And uh, proceeded to open gifts with the children. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he told uh, the children that mommy got drunk last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Those are going to be some fucked up adults. No, not really. If they were really young children and, you know, they don't have a memory of it, it's probably not going to fuck them up. Who knows? It's going to affect them not having a mom, for sure, as they grow <laughs> up. But uh, it's not like they witnessed anything grotesque or whatever. I mean, did they not witness their dead mother? They don't know. They don't know that, though. And they may not be old enough to understand that. They may very well be old enough, though. It's true. Do you want me to check out how old they are or if it says? Kind of now. Yeah. (laughs) That is that is a uh, pretty out there story. This is uh, coming out of Anaheim, California, Anaheim, California. A prosecutor says Southern California man killed his wife, then propped her body on the sofa in front of the children as they opened Christmas presents. The prosecutor contends Wallace killed 26-year-old Zazelle Preston during a fight on Christmas Eve in 2011. So this is a while ago. Case is just getting processed. Yeah, this is in... The news this week. Oh, my God. It's a long he time. He propped up her body on the couch and told his ch- ch- told his children that had, mommy had gotten drunk and ruined Christmas. Jesus Christ. Oh, this dude. If this is. Oh, this is a different story. There's a dude with like face tattoos. And I was like, mm, I could have predicted that. Probably him. No, it's a different story. But it doesn't say how old the children are. Unfortunately, that's fair. I'm going to bank on them being traumatized if I, if I had money to put down. Is that, on it. Is that the way you like to think about it? <laughs> is that how you get your jollies is thinking about some traumatized children? You know, it really is one of the happiest things in the world. No, that's traumatizing to any age group, any demographic. Do you know they, they have this like wearable chip now that detects cortisol? Interesting. Yeah. And so okay. it's like powered by like your sweat, like the salt. The electrolytes. Yeah. And the sweat. Yeah. Oh and my it's like God, a little sticker smart. that has like circuits drawn into it yeah. using some sort of uh, conductive metal. Huh. Yeah. I think it was like a, gra- it's called graphene. 
graphene. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so they make used these little microchips out of graphite. graphene yeah. that they can put into stickers that you can put on your body and they detect cortis- high cortisol levels. So stress. That's really cool. So graphene is used in like normal batteries okay. for getting electrons to flow from ion to ion. So they're making a battery out of your skin. Yeah. Which is fucking genius. Yeah. It's the first in uh, what they're hoping is a bunch of wearable chips. And do you know how it detects the cortisol? I'll read it to you. It says um, their wearable is a simple patch containing a transistor and an electrode made of graphene yeah. uh, material used in microchips. Uh, the graphene makes the sensor ultra sensitive, ensuring the most accurate data it is the first non-invasive tool that allows scientists and doctors to capture cortisol levels across an entire day. That is really nano lab cool. scientists worked with Zenzio to test their cortisol detector. Zenzio makes the lab on skin platform the perfect vehicle for testing cortisol wearables. I guess now they're going to bring it into clinical trials. That's really cool. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, cortisol is the primary stress hormone. So, I mean, that I guess if you see your cortisol levels rise, if you're somebody who has anxiety or panic attacks, that, right. that could be really helpful. It's like an a actual mood ring. Man, I forgot about mood rings. Yeah. They were the shit when I was a kid. Um, I don't know. People used to believe in that shit. Oh, yeah. Out in uh, Granola, Nova Scotia, where I used to live. There's a lot of that out there. People, good, good people. Yeah. You remember people, but, you, if you're seeing people uh, or like in comic books, they used to advertise x-ray glasses. Hell yeah. 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 yeah fuck. I always wanted to order them. But how do you do it? Oh, as a kid, I, I, I didn't know as a kid, like, but got to get stamps and money. Oh, forget all that. I just, I actually believe that they were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're a kid. Yeah. You're supposed to believe in that shit. It's interesting stuff. The mood ring taking yeah. the nation by storm. Hey, uh, you know what? I guarantee in our lifetime, somebody's going to bring back the mood ring and it's going to become a fat again. Oh, it has to. Yeah. But what if this time it's just these kinds of chips? I guess. Then it would be legit. I guess it only matters if other people can see it, right? So if you're wearing these chips on your face and yeah, you can see like your husband's cortisol start to go up. You start to leave the room early. Or you learn how to cause an early death if you keep doing it every day. It's very true. Yeah. All the implications behind all this technology. Mm-hmm. Craziness. What else is going on, man? Not too much. Um, there's this other article that I saw. Um, some dude's written a book um, that kind of tells you, like, the history of slang words. That sounds like something I'd be into. Right. So there's a couple in here that I guess are worth noting. Um, booty call. Okay. Okay. It comes from a, a song named Booty Call from a hip hop duo called Deuce. Deuce. Came out in 93. Oh. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, it's just like you think, like dudes getting out of a bar, hitting up a payphone, calling up a hoe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Calling booty. Exactly. Booty calling. And literally these guys coined it the in 1993 1993 yeah seems like it would be older than that that's some pretty fresh slang definitely to say the very least what else do they have in there Um, the dude who came up with or coined the term big bang okay okay this is right up your alley so uh the british astrophysicist who came up with the name didn't even believe in the theory of the big bang hence why he came up with the name big bang and was in an argument to uh disprove disprove it huh yeah his name's fred hoyle fred hoyle yeah um oh this is one that is kind of obvious but you probably won't guess it where the term guy came from guy. I, I think it stems from the French D. No, no, no. It's from Guy Fox. 
Oh, right. Really? Yeah. And so the people that kind of like that blew up uh, Britain's house. Yeah. British parliament. They became known as guys. Huh? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. V for vendetta was great. And, and, And then in like the U S a regular guy became an admirable person. Huh? Yeah. One who stands up for the people. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's about it for those. I was also some other ones, but they're not as interesting. I'll look into it. He's released a whole book. Yeah. What's the, we might as well give this guy some a little bit of love, a little bit of love. Um, his name's Ralph keys, Ralph keys. And the name of the book is called if I ran the zoo. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of zoo. Did you hear about these Dr. Zeus books that are getting I did. banned or removed from publication? I did. What are your thoughts on it? Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen the examples to Why make a I? judgment. But uh, one thing I've noticed is if you wanted to buy those six books right now, they're going for a ton of dough, which is kind of sick. That is kind of sick. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, early, early risers that heard the story uh-huh. that the six books were being removed. They all like hopped on their Grabbed computers for price arbitrage <laughs> and they're, uh, yeah, they're charging like, I don't know. I heard like the set is going for like a thousand bucks or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah. For the Seuss. Yeah. The six now unpublished Dr. Zeus books. Yeah, I see. I didn't read any of those books as a kid. They no, I, none of the titles were familiar to me either. Weren't in my catalog. Some deep. I think I only Dr. had like Seuss. Green Eggs and Ham and yeah. the Cat in the Hat standards. I don't. I can't really think of any other ones. Uh, Horton hears a Who. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. When I was growing up, there was still like, um, like Hardy Boys books were a big I, thing. I used to read the Hardy Boys. Really? And they had like Choose Your Own oh, Adventure. Fuck. Choose Your Own Adventure. It was awesome. That see, I that was the way. I, that was the only way it could keep me reading. I those usually kind of found books. them tacky, even oh, as a really? young child. No, I was I was all about those <laughs> Choose Your Own Adventures. I'd be skipping all the different paths that you could go. And <sighs> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like to think I was an imaginative child, but. Um, I just wanted one story. That was it. That's all I was there. I think for. like the first book that I really, as a child, read like cover to cover was about Bobby Orr. That's a good one. Yeah, some real Canadian shit. Yeah, <sighs> like and pizza should never be eaten with a knife and fork. Eh, if it's really uh, saucy, like I, I like a pizza that can pasta. hold its own weight. Yeah, but sometimes you get really saucy pizzas where you know they they put too much sauce in the middle or too much cheese and sometimes like uh you'll see them they try to use fresh mozzarella yeah but they don't like uh squeeze the juice out into some cloth before they throw it on so it just you know separates ah yeah it becomes very very soggy it's not a good good thing no. no i've been uh ordering my pizzas from domino's uh with light sauce why so that I can always be sure they're not going to be too saucy. I've never had that issue. I like a lot of sauce on my pizza. So what I've learned is that my top two sauces are um, sweet donair sauce okay, and barbecue sauce. I don't think I've ordered a single pizza from them yet that has uh, pizza sauce on it. Whoa. Yeah. So you're doing like a barbecue chicken yeah. kind of thing and a donair pie. Exactly. So what I've learned is you can go light sauce Mm -hmm. on the donair pizza with the sweet sauce. Yeah. In fact, I don't know what it would be like to go regular because I've always gone light. But I went light on the barbecue sauce on the barbecue chicken. Yeah. No, no bueno. You need the sweetness. Yeah. You need to go regular on the the sauce amount for a barbecue chicken pizza. It's a really good pizza. Throw Um, a little red onion on there. um, Yeah, I could do that. I I'm always worried when about putting onions on because sometimes they can get soggy as well. And I like them to be, I'd rather them be fresh than to be cooked. Okay. Yeah. So I just, I just go with basics. You know, I was watching this, uh, I don't know, something on the internet 
a while ago and it was going through pizzas, pizza places around the States. Oh, and like a food network show. I think it might've been vice. Oh, it might've been munchies. Oh yeah. I've watched some of the, those pizza ones. So there some of them were pretty good. Yeah. But this one dude in some university town, people were always burning the top of their mouths on pizza when they're drunk. Okay. So he started just taking handfuls of matzah and putting it on top of the hot pie. Fresh. Fresh. Yeah. Right out of the oven, matzah on top. Smart. So no matter how fucked up you are, you can bite into that pizza and you're good. Yep. That's That's pretty smart. That's some good thinking, man. Hell yeah. And I'm sure it would taste great. Hey, uh, I'm not going to complain if you're putting extra cheese on my pizza. To protect me. Yeah. Thanks. And probably his wallet. What I would ask is, is it possible to throw some fresh cheddar on there? You know, cheddar on a pizza, there is a time and place. Oh, my goodness. If you, the mixture of cheddar and mozzarella is a match made in heaven. Little Gouda, too. Uh, I haven't really had Gouda on a pizza. I mean, it's pretty good. I, I like Gouda, but I don't think I've had it on a pizza before. I'd recommend it. Can you get Gouda from Domino? No. 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 I was going to say, where are you getting Gouda? Uh, the place I used to work. We used to do a, oh. a mix of cheese. It was parm, cheddar, and Gouda. Bet you get some Gouda at Blaze Pizza. They have a, uh, their barbecue chicken has Gorgonzola. Oh, I know. I'm Which not typically a blue cheese guy. The only blue cheese I like. Yep. It's, there's something about the combination of flavors they got going on in that pizza that I can tolerate the blue cheese. It's very good. Every it's, Anything else blue cheese? Like, I know some people are big blue cheese on burgers and blue shit like that. cheese dressing? Yeah, fuck. The fuck? That. Well, I would imagine I like that. a chunky, moldy dressing. Because uh, th- that is what it is. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. If I got like a, an extra large chunk in my mouth, I would probably puke on the spot. That's it. I'm never coming back for wing night again. Oh, fuck that. I would, you guys suck. I'll go ranch if I'm dipping my wings at all. Ranch is the best. I don't like to dip my wings. I like my wings to be like dry, not saucy. We were talking about this. I'm a huge fan of just salt and pepper. Hell yeah. A good salt and pepper wing. You know, Calgary is known for salt and pepper wings. Really? I think it might be their their food or whatever. You know how Halifax has the donair? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Which pretty sure it's hilarious. Why the it fuck is hilarious. Does Halifax have donair? I don't know, man. They claimed it though. So fucking good on them. Somebody else should have claimed it. And they got away with it. Hey, I, I just, I've never <laughs> been to Halifax. I just told you Halifax got the donair. And in Halifax, they serve it open face. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's, I'm it's okay all with, wrong. I'm okay with open face, <laughs> but you know, give yeah. me the option. I want a rolled donair. I like sometimes like when I was uh, trying to eat more healthy. Yeah. I would eat the donair, everything but the pita, and I would just eat it open face. It was that's, quite enjoyable. That's pretty good. If you're trying to watch your carbs. That's, yeah. But, you know, if you're drunk and hitting up a donair shop, yeah. you don't want open face. I want to stand over a garbage can yeah. and eat that. That would yeah. affect your business out here. You couldn't get away with that. No, there's too many drunkards. Yep. It'd be uh, trails of tomato, lettuce, and onion all over the place. Downtown. Yeah. Just smells like onion. Well, and there's something that, like, the donor sweet sauce mixed with the fresh white onion. Yep. There's, like, a chemical reaction that something makes going it on. extra stinky. Ah, that's true. Yeah. I thought you were going to say tasty. Oh, it is tasty as but well. You're, it is but also. There's a stinky. fragrance that comes from the combination of those two. You're That's right. Quite pungent. The sweet sauce is super easy to make too. It's just oh, condensed yeah. milk and vinegar and a little bit of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Super chemical reaction. Thickens it up. Blah, blah, blah. Bob's your uncle. And it's delish. Yeah. It is delish. But if you eat too much of it. Not delish. No, it's not so great the next day. No. Especially if you were out drinking. And you wake oh, up with yeah. like donair essence. Hey, this is why self-hatred. I am telling you now, if you order a donair pizza from Domino's, you can feel safe in going with light sauce. All right. And you won't pay for it the next day. All right. I'll keep it in mind. I typically go pepperoni mushroom and Hawaii. I got to say, um, Domino's mushrooms ingredient. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. A lot of the times they suck at other places. Oh, the one 
in my area is fantastic. Like I was telling you, I think about how I ordered a pasta carbonara. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And it had mushrooms in it. And I was like, you know, me mushrooms. I don't, don't want to be anywhere near a mushroom in my mouth. It's true. But these were tasty. Yeah. That's a statement. Hell yeah. Were they canned? I don't think so. And that's the thing. Whenever I get a canned mushroom, I'm like, what the fuck are you they guys doing? They might've been bagged or like pre-sliced or something, yeah. but I don't think they were canned. Then you're in the right direction. Typically canned is slimy. Gross. Yeah. Canned olives though. Always belong in a pizza. Well, they're pickled. Mm. Right. That's why they got to be in a, a jar or a can. It's true. I'm just talking like straight black olives. Oh yeah. A delicious food. I prefer green olives. Really? Oh, have you ever had uh, green olives on like a sub sandwich? No. No, I'll put it on the list. There's only one place you can really get them. Mr. Sub. Mr. Sub. I forgot about that. Yeah. I I, I was, there's like, I was like stopping somewhere else. And uh, this is with like a year ago or something. Recently. No, not that recent. I haven't seen a Mr. Sub in like five years. Okay. Well, whatever. I went into a Mr. Sub. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised that they had green olives. And it really made the sandwich. Huh. Yeah. Was it like a mix of meats, maybe some pickled peppers on there? It was like a a roast beef bacon uh, sandwich with... uh, Ooh, the green olives. Green olives, yeah. Some mayo Mm -hmm. um, and lettuce. I think that was it. Maybe some onion. Sounds pretty damn tasty. Yeah. Like I, I try, I like tomatoes, but I try to keep them off of my anything bread. I, we've talked about this before. We talked about it like earlier on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard this once or twice. Yeah. But no, if, if there's going to be tomato on a sandwich, it's got to be eaten immediately. Yeah. Or, you know, send it to me on the side. Also acceptable. Yeah. I'd be totally down to add it on or eat it by itself on the side. But, you know, I'm not down for SOG. No, sir. No. No, sir I think that's all I got. Yeah? You want to wrap it up? Let's do it, my man. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, See everybody. See you later. Bye-bye.